Thoughts. Candlestick man. Ideas. Finger bun. People. Omnibus. Caravan maintenance. Left ventricle. Trundle beds. I want to learn to play the oboe. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Pretty fly for a white guy. Chantles. Quiche. Wantles. Niche. Noodles and wontons. Wantles. Niche's quiche. Shut up! Here's Jam Jimmins. Jam Jimmins. Here's some Jam Jimmins. Yo, what up, bitch? No, what up? Hey. Uh, sorry for the delay. There's a real, I mean, there's a definite reason for this one. Oh my fucky. I don't even know how long this, uh, podcast will go for. Consider, I'm going to crack a can of, um, coffee, which sounds like a thing you don't have, but it is. It's, uh, Nitro Black. Uh, it's keeping me bloody regular. My goodness. My daughter and I, oh my lordy. Hang on a tick. Mm. Mm. Goodness me. Have we been sick? We got... I think that's... It's one of the worst illnesses I've ever had. I mean, not comparatively to, you know, big bad ones, but uh, it was the most severe gastroenteritis I have... We both ended up in hospital on Sunday um, because we both went into dehydration. That's how bad it was. And I thought the poor little thing, I thought she was just like lethargic and tired and just needed to sleep it off. And I thought, you know, I was replenishing enough fluids in her, and it was the worst. So we're out of the woods. She was buzzing yesterday, completely alive. I wouldn't let her go to school because I didn't want her to infect. Um, and it's kind of weird because I did like let her, all the parents know on the on the WhatsApp group that what's happened, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sure you sure she's better." And it's like I wouldn't send her, but I do feel guilty if she does pass it on. I will feel really guilty. And there's a couple of parents there that have definitely pointed out um, that I should know that before it actually happens. Um, but the thing is, uh, what she would have missed out on though, um, how you going by the way? You good? I hope you're good. It's been a fucking shit week. Goodness me. Sorry for the swears. Cause I know there's some kids that listen with their parents. Sozies. Um, we'll get, we're going to get into that stuff later. Cause it's been a dark darkness, dark darkness enveloping my soul. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm good. I'm in a good place. I'm looking forward to be, being well again. I am probably... 60% right now, but the podcast is latey, late, 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 and it's but it's been five days of severe toilet time, just riding the, the porcelain, what do they call it, the porcelain bus, I don't know, uh, I cracked my head on the side of the toilet bowl because I vomited so violently, It's it's been a wonderful, wonderful time, Luna, like the amount of shit in the bed, like not me, Luna's, because she doesn't know, she's, you know, little, she doesn't know between, I, I tried to explain to her, I'm sorry about this if it seems a bit grotesque, but I'm trying to explain why I was late with the potty. Um, the difference between... If you, if you feel like you're going to do a fart, it's probably not going to be a fart. So it was all that type of stuff and the bedding and, God, the amount of washing I've done. It's just been... Oh, what an awful time. Anyway, no, not the worst. You know, so I'm not an Indigenous person or, you know, an Israeli or a Palestinian or Cal Wilson's family, for God's sake. Uh Anyway, I'm not going to go deep into that stuff because it is uh, it is depressing. Hey, I hope you're good because we're heading to war. I hope you're good because we've got a country full of racists. I hope you're good. Pretty fly for a white guy. White people rule the world. Um, anyway, uh, in other news, I did do the sauce. I mean, even during what I thought was the worst of the gastro, five days, I still went in on Saturday morning to give away free sausages in the sausage sizzle. I don't think I contaminated anyone. It didn't really hit me uh, like really violently until 
um, Sunday morning. But Saturday morning, I was handing out sausages at the sausage sizzle. Jeez, I wonder if anyone's going to get sick from that. I hope not. Um, I wore gloves and all that stuff, and, you know, I know my stuff. And, and they were free. They were, we were giving them away free for our little school, our beautiful... And they were still pricks. Still pricks receiving a free sausage, probably heading off for a no vote. Still pricked. Still attitude about my sausage isn't charred enough. It's free, fuckface! Um, anyway, so that was kind of, that was kind of fun. Kind of fun. And, uh, then Saturday, that's when all broke, hell broke loose with Luna being, uh, extra sick. Because, anyway, I'm just not going to bang on about this stuff. It's boring. It's boring! We spent yesterday, and this is, if you've listened to the podcast before, I think I've mentioned it once before, my utter disdain and hatred for Spy Kids, which is a terrible film with Antonio Banderas, I think from the early 2000s, about kids that are spies. The worst CG you've ever... Actually, the CG is so awful, it's brilliant, in a way. Um, we watched three of them back-to-back yesterday. Because I was... Okay, Luna was good, feeling good, but I wouldn't, didn't want to send it to school because I didn't want to contaminate the rest of the kids. Mind you, she would have missed out on the baby ducklings today. No one told us, because it's a surprise when they get to school, that, but they brought in baby duck eggs yesterday... And Luna wasn't there yesterday, so she walked into school today as these baby ducklings were hatching. So I'm glad I didn't keep her away from that today. That would have been devastating for her. Because that's a, um, one of those very pivotal early um, memories when you're a kid, is when they, you've got baby chickens at school and stuff. Baby ducklings! Oh, duh! They're so cute. Um, anyway, so what was I talking about? I was, I was somewhere. I was bloody somewhere in my head just then. Where the fuck was I just then? It'll come back soon. Um, anyway, so we, we didn't want her to miss out on the baby duckling, so thank goodness she is back at school. Now there was somewhere else. I was somewhere else in my head, but it doesn't matter. This is what this podcast is. It's rubbish. Primarily, it, primarily it's just rubbish. It's uh, there's got there's no structure. Um, occasionally when I run out of stuff, I quickly just stuck, stick in an old bit of bloody uh, audio that I did years ago. And then you guys, I don't know why you guys listen in. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why. Anyway, so it was, the, was it the no vote I was talking about? No. I don't really, look, that's happened. You know, they've only waited bloody 235 years for something anyway. They can wait a bit longer, I think, is the way uh, they're looking at it. I mean, the Indigenous people are looking at it like that. Like, fuck, we've already waited this long. Okay, this has happened. This is This is shit. This is hurtful, but we can wait a bit longer. We're tenacious. I think um, Ben Johnson, Benjamin Johnson sent me an email to that respect. I've got some lovely emails this week, by the way. I don't know what I was on last week, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, hey, hey you, what's going on in your bum hole? Um, anyway, I, I think I need to actually go back. I need to stop this recording, go back and listen to where I was in a minute ago. Just, just wait a second. This is, fuck, this is real life. Spy Kids. It was Spy Kids. It was uh, anyway. We watched three back to back, and I didn't mind them in the end. <laughs> I think maybe it's because look, it was the only way to placate her because she was so full of energy and wanting to go to school, and I wouldn't let her go to school to contaminate. Um, but she was just so full of like wanting to go and do something. I was like, dut, dut, and I was feeling awful. So it hit me later. So I'm still in the the throngs of yuck. Um, anyway, oh, such a toxic week. Sheesh. Uh, and the job hunting's still, it's still happening. God, it's hard. It's so hard. To see. see, I'm not really qualified for a lot of stuff. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I know I've got work coming up, but only a little bit of work, which is creative work, because I got cast in something quite big, by the way. Very excited by that. Uh, but that's coming up. But in the meantime, povo, just totally povo. But that's okay. You can get through, you can get through. 
Um, Patreon's very bloody, um, very appreciated at this time. So thank you very much. And um, oh, I've been back on socials as well, which is good. I started doing 90s house music reminiscings in cars, and I've got a great one to do later on today. I'm going to do E17's It's All Right, which is not really 90s. I mean, it is 90s. Um, is it dance music? Kind of. It's boy band, but not. But it was dancey. Terrible, terrible song. But I seem to know all the words to it, which is really disturbing. Um, it's weird what what um, what songs permeate your soul and memory. Uh, especially, in, I think your teen years is where... It is. It's where you really wake up to who you are and your individuality comes out. I mean, I remember childhood, um, but it's more the teen years. And for some reason... There was an anger. I had an anger toward E17. Um, I really liked that. Unbel- Is it EMF? No, it was EMF. Unbelievable. But um, it was it was about those guys. It was just in, in that time. I should have been into cooler music, but I couldn't help but watch those guys on video hits, even though they were awful. There was a guy with a long face. There was a guy that had the square jaw and the weird box hat. Look him up, by the way, E17. I think um, the lead singer, who sounds like Michael Jackson, has become a bit of a national treasure in the UK. I think he's had obesity problems and alcohol problems. I could be making that up. But for some reason, It's All Right um, has really permeated my psyche. And also Let It Rain. Let it rain, let it rain. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll do some socials later on today. People seem to like that. Uh, and I am, I'm still out there and stuff. And uh, Good, I hope you guys are doing good. I've had... A lovely fella reach out this week who um, is now, I think, a week. He's a week sober and he's gone through all the really rough stuff. And he's just like, what do I do to get through this bit? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know what it is that will take you away from those moments of boredom and thinking you need to escape those dark thoughts. But I will tell you, the more sober you are, the less you spiral down. And when I say spiral down, I'll get through all this grim stuff in a minute, okay? There'll be something funny in a sec. But this is one thing I've learned that is really, really good. Learned or learnt? I've learnt. I've learned. I've learned. Um, I don't know why I don't know that. I don't know that. Dummy. Hickey buddy, you're going. Is that you, you don't spiral as much down. You spiral up, in fact. So spiraling down means that you go to the worst place in your head. Something goes wrong and you think, fuck, that's it. It's all gone to shit. And you spiral down and you, you talk yourself into the worst situation. And the more sober you are, or the longer you're sober and the happier you are, you spiral up. So you start thinking about the positives to get yourself out of that or things you can do to change it. That's the that's the good thing I've learned from sobriety. How you, your sobriety? I watched um, Anthony Bourdain's uh, Gaza... Israel episode from 2015 of, um, I think it's, is it No Reservations or, no, Parts Unknown, the uh, CNN series. Really interesting to look at because it's exactly what's going on today. But the sad thing is, all the hope that was in those people talking back then, nah, not real. Um, Anyway, this is getting grim. It's getting grim, guys. Stop it. Stop being grim. Um, Right, okay, I'm going to play you something now. Come back. We'll talk some fun and lovely things. Fun and lovely things in your ear hole. Wah. Hey, what are you doing? Just like vlogging on my music blog. Yeah, what kind of music do you get into? Whatever I want to when I want to listen to it. You know, like Chillwave, Drumstep, 
Like, what type of stuff are you into? What type of shit do you get into? Yeah, I'm more of like a death hall acid stoner. Yeah, I don't mind some death hall acid stoner, but I also like uh, prog shat and hardcore rip. Yeah, like what about mallcore? Like mallcore trundle gunt? Yeah, I don't mind a little bit of trundle gunt every now and then, but not all the time because it gets me a little bit down and depressed. You know what I do like though? I like a little bit of grind ass sadcore. Fuck, that's a scene. It's so the scene. Yeah, like it was last year. I like to pop on hypnagogic pop wank. Yeah, and like areola fusion scat house double sheath. Yeah, I've never heard. Yeah, it sounds. No, I've never heard of that. Do you like Milo? Yeah. So, you know, the, um, I think it's the polite, the courtesy finger, um, which sounds really wrong. I love that. Hey, man, that's what I should have called my new show, the courtesy finger. You know, when you're driving along and you let someone through and you pull over um, on a, on a uh, slim street and even the courtesy finger. Uh, I didn't get one from someone in a Tesla and it really annoyed me. And I think it was because I have envy of people in a Tesla, even though, you know, I kind of think Elon Musk is a knob. Um, so I guess Tesla's branding has kind of dipped, but I still look at Tesla's with envy, like, oh, I want one of them. Um, and I gave her the finger. So I gave her courtesy, a different type of courtesy finger because she didn't, um, give me the courtesy finger, the good one, the index, or even just a wave. Didn't give me the wave. So I gave her my courtesy finger. I gave her the finger. And when then I realized the she I was looking at was, um, like a young Asian woman. And then I thought maybe that looked like a racist moment. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I felt bad and then I went, no, then I, I waved back at her, no, 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 no. And I did, I gave her, this is the most stupid thing. I gave her a French kiss, like a chef's kiss, like a mwah. Instead to kind of get over, I've just given you the index, I've given you the finger because you've really annoyed me because you've not given me the courtesy finger. So I've given you a chef's kiss because I thought you might look at me as being racist because you're Asian. What is going on there? What type of deep guilt, what deep guilt is bubbling away within my soul? Uh, it was very funny. It was because uh, I went through a whole lot of emotions. It's kind of like, I don't know whether you've ever been in a, um, in a car collision. And, but one of those ones where you're just going to, you're going to hit the back of someone or something like that. And you're in the passenger seat and you don't know what to do with your arms and your legs because you're going to hit and you think, should I put my knee, should I put hands around my knees? Should I put my hands on the dashboard? But then you think, oh no, my wrists will snap. And then you put your knee and you think, no, my knees will be impounded, um, compacted back into my pelvis. Uh, it was kind of like that. So it was like, I gave the finger, then thought, oh my God, I'm racist. And then gave her a chef's kiss. What the, what's going on there? Anyway, um. I, uh, so the family was out last weekend and I purchased my, my mother-in-law, her name is Mary and Mary and John, who uh, th that's her partner. Um, it's not my, 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 it's not my partner's natural father. Does it make sense? Birth father. Um, but he's kind of like a stepdad in a way. And, uh, Mary and John always have a fight. They're always having a fight, you know, just, oh, John, what are you doing? Down? It's just a typical thing, like an old couple. And I found a hat at TK Maxx that said Bloody Mary. And I was like, how good's that? And I thought, oh, John will love this. Now, John's little, how do I describe John? John's a uh, lovely guy, definitely probably on the Asperger's scale, like knows all the planes that are flying overhead in Maroubra, knows where they're going and what time and stuff like that. Loves trains, um, an accountant, but lo lovely, lovely guy. In fact, I adore him so much because he's not even blood in our family and he's such a great pop. 
to our little girl. Like he loves her, and it's uh, it's it just it breaks my little heart. Oh Jesus! So anyway, I bought him a Bloody Mary hat, and he looked at it when I gave it to him. He's like, oh, the drink. And I went, no, like Bloody Mary. And he's like, oh, he didn't get it. It took him ages to get it. And I said, that's a hat you can put on when Mary's giving you the shits. And he just he was just smiling at me like he didn't get it. Anyway, it was just, and it, well, do you know how much it costs? So TK Maxx is a place that sells brand-based products uh, cheap, kind of like Aldi for no, nice clothes and stuff. So you can go in there and you can casually buy things that are really cheap. This was 20 bucks. It was a 20 buck hat. And it shouldn't have been because it just said Bloody Mary. Um... Anyway, bloody, it kind of, it kind of, it did kind of, uh, it did, it did piss me off a little bit, John. You fucking asshole. Um, sorry about that again. I am loose. I'm loose today. He's loose as a goose, and he likes to, likes to bloody, loves to wank spruce for sap. You know, when you're masturbating a, a bloody uh, a, a tree uh, for maple syrup. I don't know what I'm talking about. I really do not know. <sighs> um. You know, I've started doing though, is I've started reading. Um, I mean, I've been reading to myself, so I'm still reading. I'm still trying to get through. Fuck, Sapiens. Oh my god, it's it's about the human evolution, the spirit, and it's just it's just intense. I have to reread pages because I don't understand what's going on. It's so deep in thought. But I've also started. I, I mean, I'm going to sound like a real rookie parent here. I've started reading books to my daughter that don't have pictures. Because I didn't realise that's an integral part of it. Like, picture books are fine, but you get a big book, and you start... So we started reading Alice in Wonderland, which is really difficult to read, by the way. Um, especially when you're, you know, sleepy and getting ready for bed, and you're like, oh, God, there's a lot of lot, lot to get, uh, get, get across here for a kid to make it interesting, that they can just sit there and think about what you're saying. But it's working. And then on the weekend, I show her the film, and she's like, oh, I remember that from the book. Anyway, it's just a really nice little... Bloody nice little moment to have there. In it! In it! Look at this from Sapiens. Here we go. I'll give you a little example of this. It's so confusing. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we go. The gossip theory might sound like a joke, but numerous studies support it. Even today, the vast majority of human communication, whether in the form of emails, phone calls, or newspaper columns, is gossip. It comes so naturally to us that it seems as if our language has evolved for this very purpose. Do you think that history professors chat about the reasons for the First World War when they, when they met for lunch? Or nuclear physicists spend their coffee breaks talking uh, at scientific conferences talking about quarks? No, they're talking about their colleagues. Actually, that's a really great passage, by the way. It's talking about the how gossip um, adds to the... Well, the detriment of people. I think... Um, it can pull things down because you'll be bitching about someone instead of uh, thinking about big ideas, which, you know, it's kind of boring because you want to bitch about people at the same time. I've got heaps of people I'd love to bitch about. I'd love to talk about them openly on the podcast, but I don't want to get in trouble. Oh. Um, yes, anyway, so I'm thinking, like, with the job stuff, so I've tried, like, looking at government agencies and all that type of stuff, which is really hard to get in. They just look at my CV and they're just like, what, who are you and how will this work? So... I reckon I'm going to have to head to like one of those job centres, like like uh, one of the ones that are kind of is a part of Centrelink. I think that's going to be where I have to start because I cannot get a foot in. Um, apart from work I don't want to do because I know that I just don't want to do it. So, and that's not me being snobby. I get it. I just, uh, there's just certain stuff that I know will help me emotionally and other stuff that'll just be like oh shit and it's going to crush me a little bit so i don't want to do that you got to be kind to yourself people you've got to have aspirations 
Um, so I think I have to have to head off to one of those job centres. Sheesh. God, I can't believe it at this age I'm going to have to do this. But that's bloody life, isn't it? That's bloody, that's what happens. It just goes on and on. And things could be worse. I could be living in the Gaza Strip. That's where I could be right now. Or I could be, yeah, exactly, at the other, uh, amongst all the other rough stuff that happened this week. Candlestick man! Oh, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick man. See, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick man. That's what it should have been, not the candlestick maker. I think that was a, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Is that not, uh, I reckon that's a homophobic thing. I think I've talked about it before. So, um, rubber dub dub, three men in a tub. Okay, so three men are already... I think I've talked about this before. I'm sure I have. That's my theory on it, that it's a homophobic thing. Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub. Who do you think they could be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick man. They're all in there. I mean, the butcher, the baker... I mean, it's not like... um. No, they said three men, so it was three, definitely three men. Uh, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Now tip them out, one, two, three. I'm pretty sure that's the poem. Let me look it up. Uh... Rub, uh, dub, here we go. Rub a dub dub, three men in the tub. So what's the lyrics? What is the saying in rub a dub dub? Uh, oh, well, it is. Here we go. Oh my God. Oh, the rhyme is of a type of calling out otherwise respectable people for disrespectable actions. In this case, ogling naked ladies, the maids. Hang on a minute. That's not all the words, is it? Hang on a minute. Lyrics. Hang on, where's the lyrics? Sorry. I know this doesn't seem like... Rub-a-dub-dub. Hang on a minute. Rub-a-dub-dub. Ho, rub-a-dub-dub. Three maids in a tub. Hang on. Three maids in a tub? Rub-a-dub-dub. Three fools in a tub. And who do you think they'd be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Turn them out. Knaves all three. So there's a whole lot of versions. Rub-a-dub-dub. Three men in a tub. And how do you think they got there? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker... They all jumped out of a rotten potato. Was enough to make a man stare. Hmm. Really interesting. So, I, I, is it homophobia? Rub it, because there's another version here. Calling out... So this is about, like, men ogling naked ladies? I don't believe that. Rub-a-dub-dub, ho-rub-a-dub-dub, three maids in a tub, and who do you think were there? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and all of them gone to the fair. That makes no sense. Nah. Um... Yeah, so it must... Look, I think it's the homophobic angle. I think that they're... Because it says, turn them out, one, two, three. So it's outing them. Knaves. So look at the definition of knaves. God, this is just like... It's like you're being a caddy in my brain here, people. I don't know whether... Uh, a dishonest a dishonest or unscrupulous man. A villain, a rascal, good-for-nothing wretch. A rogue. Scoundrel's good, isn't it? Like a scoundrel. A charlatan. Evildoer. You evildoer. Son of a bitch, sob, blighter. Anyway, a rat bag, rapscallion, vagabond, miscreant. You miscreant! Um, I think it sounds like a homophobic thing. I think that was, uh, uh, that's that's setting up kindy kids to bloody, you know, bloody go, hang on me, you bloody, stop that, you knave. Um, anyway, uh, let's, let's see what else is going on here. Hang on a sec, guys, I'm just going to go off for a poop. Things I've done recently. On Saturday night, I was kept awake by my extremely drunk girlfriend. It sounded like this. 1.25 a.m. (laughs) 
things I've done recently. I got annoyed in a chemist because they were playing Christmas songs too loud and too early. So I told the pharmacist his Christmas spirit was making me Jewish. This music is making me Jewish! Subsequently, he gave me an angry dad look. Then I stood next to a campfire for way too long talking to a friend, and we both ended up getting hot jeans. Hot jeans. Hot. Jeans. Yes, hot jeans. I thought about the possibility of becoming a door-to-door Cruscott salesman. Cruscott man. Oh! I also told off a guy for bringing a baby to a party. But even worse, he also bought a guitar. Finally, I went to the Blue Mountains and heard a blokey tourist at the lookout say, Yeah, really makes you think. No, it doesn't, mate. It's a tree. Australia, 24-7. It's a bloody big country. I'm always 100% certain that none of that stuff that you just said then made any sense. Things that have happened to me recently. Cruscott man. Oh! Um, so hospital is, it's really interesting when you go to ER, when you go to emergency, I'm sure a lot of you have done it before, some probably haven't, it's, um, I've been a few times, and one was for mental illness, oh he's on point, yeah, fuck yeah, bloody social media, um, anyway, uh, yeah, like rocking up there, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting, because I've now learned that you're going to be in there for a long time. It's not like they'll just, like, like a doctor, just see you and get rid of you. Which is what we were going to do on Sunday morning. But something was wrong. And uh, so we went there. And to be stuck in there... Oh, my goodness. I, look, nurses and... I mean, what they go through there, especially the abuse from... Like, I actually heard on the radio this morning that they are, in New South Wales, I think, trying to cordon off different areas for drug addicts. So that they don't come in being all aggressive. Pardon me, a little burp. In the ER area. <laughs> Sorry, I just scowled a coffee, and uh, I probably shouldn't have me co- having coffee because um, it's going to be rough on the tummy. But I think it will flush me. Anyway, too much information. This is like this is the vomit. This is the vomit and poos podcast, which I feel terrible about. But this is like this is my life. This is what it is. I'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'll have a job. I really want to tell you guys that I've got a job soon. I mean, just like a real proper job that I can feel like I'm supporting my family properly instead of just being like a weird artist. Uh, just a part-time job where I'm just doing... So- anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, sitting in the ER, just like uh, listening to these people go off and bloody about their, their methadone or whatever it is, it's bloody rough, especially when you've got kids in there and they're feeling ill and the doctors and nurses, they just, they really, really, gee, they put up with it. They really, really put up with it. And I, I look, hats off to them. Bloody, take off your bloody Mary hat. Just bloody, hats off and just, yeah, thank you so much and... Uh, they even looked after me as well properly, even though I just really administered Luna. I kind of got some surreptitious uh, medication as well and looked after. Nothing, you know, nothing fun, just, you know, Panadol. But um, it was just, they were pretty amazing. And they really do, I mean, I guess it's a legality as well. They can't let you go unless they're really sure that you're going to be okay. And Luna was borderline, not like borderline losing her life, but borderline of being let go without being, you know, fully there overnight. Um, but I assured them I'd get it right. What it was, I didn't, I, I mean, this is may, maybe the fever dream I'm in. I got all the sugars wrong. That's the thing I got wrong. So if you are, if you are food poisoned, um, remember to keep your sugars up. And I know that everyone talks about Gatorade, bad for you. Bad Gatorade, bad for you. I wonder if I said this earlier in the podcast, that's the kind of headspace I'm in at the moment, which is a weird, like I've only ever done this once on stage. I think I was quite out of it. And I started repeating the same joke on stage in one gig in the same night, which is not a good thing to do. 
Um, speaking of gigs, I think I've got something coming up down, um, I don't even know where, down Wollongong Way um, in a few weeks. Not even a few, no, the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd of um, November. I think I've got a gig down somewhere. I'll let you know next week more. Um, but yeah, it's part of some festival, which should be fun. It's just through a friend. <laughs> Which is the way, you know, things work sometimes. You just gotta get a gig from a friend. And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll go do that. And that sounds like a really fun... They've got a really fun thing called Dodgy Bingo or something going on down there. Or is it? No, it's um, Riff Bingo, where they play riffs on a guitar and you have to guess what it is, which is kind of cute. Uh, so I'll be... Yeah, I'll be there. I'll let you know next week if you're down that way and you want to know. Um, anyway, I've got some lovely emails. Some lovely emails. Um, Carly Midup, I love you. I'm not going to go into details about this stuff. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm heartbroken about Cal Wilson as well. She anyway, yucky, yucky, yucky. It's been a rough week, so I don't want to go into all that, um, all the darkness and you know the 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 stuff that's going on in Gaza. It's just yucky in Gaza and stuff. It's just yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, now Carly wanted to mention to me that um, this the 17th of March is St Patrick's Day. I'm not going to let it get in the way of the Silly Billy Walk. I think they can be entwined. I think that's absolutely fine. Um, it's just it seems like it's definitely the best date for it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead with the 17th of March, even though it is St. Patrick's Day, two days before my birthday, thank you very much, um, we're still going to march, because, I mean, there'll just be some drunk Irish people, really, there's not many, like, Australians get into the whole St. Patrick's spirit, and, you know, this is a more, this is a kind of, you know, the Silly Billy Walk's not about going out and getting shit-faced, it's about just marching, uh, silly, and I'll, I'll lead a huge parade, it'll be huge, the one in Adelaide, because I'm really going to work up to it. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to let it get in the way. So 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day, who cares? I'm going to make it, that won't be every year. I'm just going to make it in March. I dare say it would be in the last Sunday in March, which I won't do this year, um, for lots of reasons. I can't believe the, can't work out what the reason was that I wasn't going to put on the last, oh no, that's the last day of Fringe. That's the last Sunday in Fringe in Adelaide. So it's my last chance to actually do it there is then. So it'll be the 17th of March. And maybe the next year it'll be the last uh, Sunday in March. We'll make it that kind of day. It'll be on a Sunday, no matter what, um, in the years to come. But St. Paddy's, whatever, they can still do it. I don't care. Um, a lot of Irish around, aren't there? They're everywhere. So I went off for a, uh, a makeup. God, I went for a makeup test, guys, for the role I was cast in. Is that gay panic when I do that voice? Um, anyway, it is. It's, it's gay panic. That is what I'm doing right there, is to put on a feminine voice when I'm talking about makeup. Because only men wear makeup. Sorry, women wear makeup. <laughs> Men wear war paint. War paint, guys. Um, anyway, um, I went off to a makeup trade, and it was another one. It's another one of those weird industries that's dominated by the Irish. So this makeup van, it was the vans that they provide for the makeup artists on films and TV shows, and it was like an Irish group. And I was like, God damn it, they they run the weirdest shit. Roadworks, um, uh, roofing, a lot of Irish. What else is it that they do? There's other weird shit they do as well. Um, tax evasion? No. Um, uh, not, even, not even Irish pubs. I've never seen an Irish person in an Irish pub. Uh, it just seems to be a lot. An abnormally large amount. And I say no. Um, <laughs> uh, here we go. This is from Scott. Hey, brother. Just wanted to send you an email. So here it is. Uh, I wanted to let you know that when you were on Triple J, there was a day that you changed my view on you. I assume it was a big moment in your life. It was when you left an on-air radio and said something like, I'm a human man. <laughs> I often quote this by saying I'm a full-grown human man, and each time I do, I think of you 
and what you went through that day. This day transformed you in my mind to a guy that sometimes says proactive things like ear pussies <laughs> to a real feeling person. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. That's really cute. That's really, really... I mean, when I say cute, don't get bloody get offended because I said ear pussies. Ear pussies is wrong. That's a wrong thing to say. I've gone off that word. Um, I don't know why. I think there, there's a time like... I just... I, I can't imagine because my... You know when you're deep, deep in the throngs of making love or something? If someone said to me in the middle of that, Oh, okay, if there's kids in the car, maybe stop now. That's enough time, isn't it? Just to turn it off now. But if I was ever with someone, like, romantically, and they said, oh, yeah, do it in me pussy, I'd be like, oh, yuck. It's just the wrong, it's the wrong word, and I don't like it. And I used to say, stick it in my ear pussies, which is not good, and I regret that, and you move on from it. It's not like I'm prudish. I just don't, I don't know why I don't like the word. I've never liked the word. Um, and I remember, this is, look, okay, keep the kids not listening, because this is going to get really wrong um, I think one of the worst moments or worst usage of the word I've ever heard, this was in one of my shows from about, geez, probably oh, it'd be five years old, this show. I can't remember which show it was, a live show. But I had a friend in the UK and he had two baby girls. And I said to him, um, have you got any tips on being a father with a baby girl? Because, you know, mine was on the way. And he said, yeah, and I'm really, look, if you want to turn off the podcast forever after this and unsubscribe on Patreon, I get it, I get it. I'm just going to tell you this because it's been brought up. This is a guy who brought it up in an email. This is Scott's fault. He brought it up. Um, anyway. Right, here we go. <laughs> I said, have you got any tips on having a baby girl? And he said, yes, look, when you're changing their nappies, you've really got to make sure you clean the shit out of the pussy. And I was like, oh my God, that is the worst the worst example of the worst example of that word being used. In fact, I might even have a sting from that live show that I'll get to play right here, which is really going to be the cherry on the pie right now. You ready? Clean the shit out of the pussy. Now I hope that worked, and if it did if it didn't work for you, I'm sorry. I'm back. Back to like normal stuff now, okay? I'm sorry about that, guys. I didn't mean... I hope I didn't upset you guys too much. Um, now, what's his name? Not Mark Trevorrow. Um, I went Tregenza. Thank you very much. He <laughs> he sent me an image of the a man in Pompeii who it really does look like he is masturbating. Um, so he's... like Basically, it's a man who's been trapped in the ash of uh, Mount Vesuvius. I know a lot about Pompeii. It seems to be one of those things when you're a kid that you had to study and make a little diorama. Um, but I wish I'd seen this image before, which is a man who looks... He's in stasis, so he's trapped in um, ash, volcanic ash, and it does look like he's masturbating, which I guess if, you know, the end is coming, and I guess you are as well. So uh, thank you very much, Owen. That was very funny. I like that. I didn't... I'm not doing a deep dive into it, because there's not much dive, diving to deeply dive... dive What? It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, I've got a... I've got a dream interpretation! Dream interpretation! Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going to play this right now, and once again, any of these messages that I get that are um, audio, any audio messages, I do not listen to until I play them live on the podcast. So I'm just going to drop it in now. All right, here we go. I had a dream. I was at a train station, and there were a group of young men there, and I, um, I just put my head down and walked on by the young men. And, but then there was a one young man standing by himself, and he looked a bit suspect. I thought, hmm. so I walked on by uh, quickly, and got on my way, 
but then he was following me and so I walked faster and mm. he followed me still so then I was running but he was chasing me and he was lighting these fires like in my path and all around me these little flash fires like Sheesh. he must have had superpowers or something um, so it was, it was very difficult and I was scared and I was running and uh, eventually I got home and I hid in my bed under the blankets, but I knew he was coming, so I was lying there, terrified. Sheesh. At, at, trying to stay really, really still and just peeking out so that I could see when he came, because I knew he was going to come. And he did come, and he was there, and he was standing in the doorway, and he was looking all around the room, because he knew I was there. So I was staying very still, just peeking out, trying not to breathe. Oh. I was waiting. And then suddenly his eyes turned to mine, and it, looking eye to eye, and I woke up very suddenly and terrified just at that very second that his eyes turned to mine. Uh, but the the dream matched real life very well, like the layout of my room and where he was standing and the way I was lying and everything. Jesus. So, like, I could still see him in the doorway when I woke up. In fact, I can still envision it. Christ. Uh, it was very scary. I don't have scary dreams, mm. like, ever. And that one was very scary. So what does it mean, Sam? Oh, my God. That's, uh, that one's heavy. That one's really heavy. I have... Um, I'll be honest. I've got... Look. Oh, my gosh. Um, maybe there's a... Oh, is there a fear? Is there a fear of... Um, I mean, not generally a fear of men, because, you know, we all know. But, oh, Christ. Is there someone you need to face in your work life, in your normal life? Just like, hey... Stop looking at me and stop bloody... Ch he might have been chasing you because the fires, lighting little fires. So that's maybe the sign of a gas lighter. Maybe he's trying to... Maybe he wanted to give you a compliment about um, something you something you were not wearing, something you, uh, something you, something you did in the past. So I'm seeing uh, the fires being... Maybe some type of uh, a, f a phoenix or a re... Like, he's burning the way in front of you. So you said the fires were coming and burning little fires in front of you that you had to skip. So he's putting obstacles in front of you, but you know he's eventually going to chase you down. And then, like... Imagine, though, you didn't wake up and you were eye to eye, and he just looked at you and he went, Oh, sorry, wrong person. Maybe it was just that. So maybe it was just like you waited... You needed the lights to go on. Oh, sorry, I thought you were um, Michelle Tippins. Um, gee, that's a, I mean, that's a really, that's a scary one. And especially if you don't have scary dreams often, I can imagine that's, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's a, that's a rough dream. That's, I mean, it's not real, so that's good. Mind you, people would argue that, that it's an alternate reality, um, or an, a, di a different dimension, but, um, it's not real. So don't worry about it too much. Mind you, if you do see any, if you see some youths just hanging out at the train station, please be cautious. And, uh, yeah, it must be awful to be, uh, I mean, that's, a, that's the thing, especially if it's dark at night and being female, it must be a pretty, I mean, something I could never understand, but I can understand in a way how scary that can be. So I'm sorry about that night. That's a nightmare. That's, that's definitely a nightmare. My nightmares were, um, really odd. My, um, my recurring nightmare as a child was of like, you know, when you look really closely at a chain link, but it was a bicycle chain link and it seemed like the chain link was going across my face, and when I say my face, it's in front of my eyes, so I'm looking at it, really, really close up, and in the middle was a high school gymnasium, 
and there was uh, a guy doing flips, kind of like a kung fu guy, and he had a plastic shopping bag, and it was coming. The plastic shopping bag was coming closer and closer to my face, and it was white. And then it, it kind of it whited out, and it turned into like a powdery marshmallow white. So it was like a dusty white in these chain links. And then it would splatter with black and get darker and darker until it was black. And I would wake up like, ah! Um, I got no idea what that meant. Still to this day, I have no idea what it meant at all. Um, just a little kung fu guy coming to suffocate me, I guess, with a white plastic bag and then I guess the plastic bag went over my face is guess what it meant and then I passed out oh asphyxiation that's probably what that one was um maybe your fear there and sorry I, I've not got your name here I, I just downloaded the, the audio you know who you are I'm going to call you um uh Patria Patria I don't know what it meant but maybe the fire thing um I wonder what fire represents in dreams I think fire represents growth or regrowth from what I've read, so there's some type of regrowth there. Maybe he was trying to help you. Maybe this is the thing. Like maybe at the end he, has, he actually is trying to tell you something positive. So it's not so much a nightmare um, if you look at it like that, because a fire fire does mean regrowth. So there you go. There you go. See, I've I've, I've read up, guys. I've read out on some stuff. Let me. I'm going to double check that just in case it sounded like bullshit. Intense smile, cheese, broccoli, pasta, and sauce. Oh, well, apparently. Um, fire in a dream means you're preoccupied by something so i've got it wrong but at the same time like as if anybody really knows what that shit means anyway thank you very much um actually there's a whole lot of different meanings to what it means if you dream about fire um just as fire represents rebirth i'm right it's rebirth and new beginnings you asshole so maybe this person was trying to give you something positive by burning the way in front of you and you said he was lighting the fire in front of you so that fire was lighting your way Oh, I don't know. That one was hard. I give up. That one was hard, okay? Um, anyway, Patria, I hope you're uh, I hope you're okay. And uh, just know that things will get better. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I've got a uh, I've got a message here from Guy on the road. He's on the M4. Is he on the M4? No, the North Circular Road. Here we go, Guy. Hello. G'day, Sam. Guy here, mate. Just letting you know I'm. Uh coming back over to Oz for a couple of weeks from the UK and mm. wanted to know as you've no doubt lived over in the UK for a, a little period of time if there was anything that you'd like brought back oh that's nice office. what a nice yeah. guy yeah, drop me a note back and let me know if I can bring anything over I'm oh. laying back over in Melbourne on the 27th and I'll be there or thereabouts about to send it over to you oh yeah. what a good guy hope everything's well mate see you in a bit oh how good guy that is bloody lovely of you There's, look I mean, I'd like to have my career back over in the UK. If you could bring that back over, thank you very much. Jeez, it used to be good. God, it used to get. It's just so hard to get back there now because it's so cost prohibitive. But um, no, there's nothing, man. Thank you so much, though. That's really, really sweet of you. I mean, look. I, I, <coughs> pardon me. I mean, a, maybe a Pretamon sandwich. I used to eat them bad, like they were bad things to eat, but um, yeah, I, no, please don't bring back a Pretamon sandwich, but no, thank you so much, that, what a sweet bloody message, how nice is that, you little sweetheart, hey, what are you bloody doing guy, what are you doing? Um, anyway, no, but thank you very much, I hope you uh, have a really lovely trip back though, and uh, reconnect with family and friends, and have a bit of fun, and enjoy a bit of sunshine. Um, and then back to the, uh, the four o'clock darkness of London. Nah. Anyway, um, thank you very much. That was bloody lovely of you. Um, but no, there's, I mean, there's nothing I can really, 
When I think about London, I just think, I mean, I do, I mean, I love it so much. Do you know what I love? It's food for me. It's food. Everyone talks about London food being awful. It's not. There's amazing food in London. And it's, for me, it was the Caribbean food. Oh my goodness. Jerk patties. Whoa. But they're not going to travel well, guy. They're not going to travel well. But jerk patties. Oh my goodness. And all the weird shit that they do. All the Caribbean food where they've got hooves and stuff like that. I know that a lot of you are listening going, yuck. I'm all for awful. Um, I'm not a mad, I'm not a mad meat eater, but I love offal. It's not like I sit down to offal often. It's very rarely, but I will do it because I know it's the least used part of the animal that's already dead. But my God, it's delicious. In fact, I watched the Sicily episode as well of Anthony Bourdain and geez, the stuff they were eating there wrong, but I would definitely do it because I don't know. I believe in it. Um, I know meat is murder, but I do have, uh, yeah, I just, I think there's something, if you are going to do it, eat the whole thing. Okay. Um, what am I saying here? Yes, uh, yeah, but Guy, thank you so much, but no, no need, no need. See, it's that easy, people. Just send me a message. You can send me a voice message. You can ask me anything, and you, I can interact with you, and it becomes like a team, a, a, a team, it's a team, team, team. It's teamship. It's part of a partnership. Fuck. I don't know whether I'm really ill or really well. All I know is that the, uh, the podcast hit, has hit a, it's hit a wall in a good way. It is what it is, and if you are listening, if you are still listening, I feel like I'm like one of those crazy people um, talking on a, like a, on a wireless, you know, those um, ham radio espousing weird shit at the end of the world. I think it like Woody Harrelson in that film 2012, I think it was, when he was living in a caravan talking about the end of the world. I feel like that is what's going on in my life, uh, which is a strange place to be at. <laughs> but I do love this community that we've got out there, and there is a community. You're all... You know, you'll get in contact and bloody leave me messages and I absolutely adore it. But I'd love more. Um, I love the voice messages. They're really great because I get to interact. And uh, anyway, thank you very much for the messages. Um, I had a few few that went a bit long, so I didn't put them in. But um, Chris, I'm with you, mate. Chris, uh, Chris R, I'll call you. Um, sorry, uh, sorry if I offended you on an earlier podcast. I didn't mean it. I really didn't. Um, it's sometimes hard to get through all the emails and reply properly but uh thanks very much for your message it did and thanks for calling me one fuck simmons because i do i love that i think it makes sense um now thank and thanks guy you sent in your message thank you very much i worked out who my uh horror uh, what is it nightmare lady that was jasmine i hope you're feeling better um i'm sorry nothing came out of it mick walk thank you very much helen thank you so much love you lots uh, oh, Jazzy! And uh, lots of messages here. Kim Smith, thank you so much. So thanks, guys. You, and Bobby Lynn! Bobby Lynn? Oh, no, that's someone else. That's from the bloody the Australian government. None of that. Um, and Guy. Guy. Yeah, Guy. No, I've already said Guy. Scott Tilly, uh, thank you. Leanne. Oh, this is great. Hang on. What has she got here? Jobs and horror films? Hang on a minute. I've loved your work since Triple J days, and it's so lovely to have you still creating something that makes you, me snort with laughter. Thank you so much! Um, oh yes, I did read your email earlier. This is great. Yeah, so it's talking about uh, possibly an idea of making, um, hang on a minute, films to share with Luna. My boys are obsessed with horror fantasy film called The Dark Crystal. Yeah, I know The Dark Crystal. It's great. And The Caravan of uh, Courage. It is great revisiting these um, gems from the 1980s with your kids. But um, yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm going to be back with a deep dive in a mini, in a little mini. You know what? I was feeling really ill before. Maybe it's the coffee, but maybe it's you guys. Maybe it's just reaching out and connecting. Um, last week, I was, I mean, I think someone's pointed out that they sounded, that they thought I sounded really down. I'm not down. 
I'm just, I'm a realist. I'm so sober now that I'm not taking it to a point where I'm getting myself down. I'm trying to find ways out of it. So that's the, that's the difference uh, when you're, a, I guess, a, an addict or whatever it is, a, a bloody an alcoholic or what, whatever it is that I am, which I don't believe, I can't call myself an alcoholic. I don't think I am, but um, maybe I am. Uh, yeah, it's just about finding, I guess, the positive in it. And that's why Jesus is good. Um, I hope not, that's not the bit that um, offended uh, someone who left a message. But hey, anyway, I'm getting a little bit too in my own head here. Okay, back with the deep dive in a mini. Staring at his finger, pointing at the moon. Now, um, I've scrapped what I was going to do a deep dive on because I did the rub-a-dub-dub earlier on um, and the metaphor maybe behind what that is. I am going to talk about, um, I guess, dark metaphors in nursery rhymes. So let's get into this. So Baba Black Sheep, though most scholars agree that Baba Black Sheep is about the great custom, uh, about the great custom attack, attacks on wool that was introduced in 1275. Its use of the color black and the word master led some to wonder whether there was a racial message at its center. Oh, its political correctness was called into question yet again in the latter part of the 20th century, um, with some schools banning it from being repeated in classrooms and others simply switching out the word black for something. I don't baba black sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bag. Oh, my God. It is kind of weird. There you go. Racism. Uh, goosey, goosey gander. Uh, it's hard to imagine that any rhyme uh, with the phrase goosey, goosey, in its title could be described as anything but feel good. But one popular version of the ditty is actually the tale of a religious uh, religious persecution. Some years after the song's first appearance in the historical record, it was appended with some disturbing lines. There I met an old man who wouldn't say his prayers, so I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. According to noted English uh, folklorist, Iona and Peter Upi, it's very probable that they had a separate origin. They're very much the same as the lines when children would address them uh, cranefully, daddy, daddy, long legs. Oh, okay. Sometimes pulling it off, oh, pulling off its legs as they repeat, oh, father, long legs, can't say his prayers, take him by the left leg, throw him down the stairs. That doesn't make sense about Goosey Goosey Gander, though. Okay, um, Jack and Jill. Yeah, this one's got to be fucked up. So one of the most common theories surrounding this story's origin is that it's about France's Louis the, uh, hang on, the 15th? 16th, Louis the 16th and his wife, Marie Antoinette, who were both uh, found guilty of treason and subsequently beheaded. The only problem is those events occurred nearly 30 years after Jack and Jill was first written. Okay, well, that, then it's not linked to it. The more likely story attributes the rhyme to the 17th century King of England, Charles I. Apparently he attempted to increase taxes on alcohol, which were generally measured in units known as Jack and Jills. After that failed, he instead reduced the, the, reduced the size of a jack, about one-eighth of a pint, and in turn the jill, which was twice the size of a jack. So the jills increased price and came tumbling after. Oh, Jack and Jill went up the hill. What? Anyway, um, I guess that makes sense. If you get drunk and you go to the top of the hill, you fall down, you crack your head open and you've had too many Jills and Jill came tumbling after. Well, yeah, it's about drunkenness. Okay. London Bridge is falling down. I mean, this one would make sense. In 2006, Fergie got spicy with this kind of uh, classic kids tunes lyric. I've got no idea what that means. I think that means Fergie, Fergalicious. But the origin, original song wasn't much better, depending on whom you ask. London Bridge is falling down could be about a 10-14 uh, Viking attack or the normal deterioration of an old bridge. Well, that's boring. Let's keep going. 
Mary Mary Quite Contrary. Okay, I do. I think I've heard about this. Contrary is one of the ways to describe a murderous psychopath. This popular English nursery rhyme, which reads like a solicitation for gardening advice, is actually, according to many, a recounting of the homicidal nature of Queen Mary I of England, a.k.a. Bloody Mary. Oh my God, it all ties in, this podcast, if you're still here. Uh, A fierce believer in Catholicism, her reign as queen from 1553 to 1558 was marked by the execution of hundreds of Protestants. Silver bells and cockle shells, in this understanding, are actually torture devices. Not garden accoutrements. Well, look at that. Wow. Three blind mice. I mean, I've always thought, I've always had that joke. I've had a joke that goes, three blind mice, three blind mice, see how. Anyway, um, is supposedly yet another ode to Bloody Mary's reign. There you go. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. There's no, there's no, what does it say? There's nothing particularly inflammatory about the lines, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by the toe. Oh, except it is. I do know why. It's the N-word. Um, okay, here we go around the mulberry bush. Uh, here we go around the mulberry bush is often sung as a part of a children's game. Uh, former governor of England's Wakefield Prison suggested uh, that the long originated with the 420-year-old institution's female prisoners who exercised around a mulberry bush, uh, which is probably not the connotation your six-year-old had in mind. Oh, here we go around the mulberry bush. Well, I guess they're getting exercise. I mean, they're mentally ill, but they can still exercise. Uh, Rockabye Baby. Ooh, what's this one? One interpretation of this famous lullaby is is about the son of King James II of England and Mary of Medina. It's widely believed that the boy was not their son at all, but a child who was bought into their birthing room and passed off as their own to ensure a Roman Catholic heir to the throne. Rockabye Baby in the treetops. Well, that doesn't really make sense. Ring a ring a rosy. That's about the plague. I do know that. Yep, that's a plague. Um, that's it. A tissue, a tissue, we all bloody fall down. Bloody, a pocket full of posies. Um, so what is a pocket, uh, rosy, a rosy, a pocket full of posies. It isn't a posy like a, is that a poppy? No, it's a poppy, isn't it? A posy's not a poppy. Isn't a posy, is a posy a, a flower or is it a, like, is, does it mean a bunch of flowers is a posy? What am I talking about? Posy meaning. Uh, here we go. Posy is a posy or posy or posy is an English given name derived from the English term for small flower bouquet. So it does mean a bunch of flowers. There you go. A pocket full of posies. Um, anyway, there you go. So I mean, yeah, I, I guess I just you know I shout out that um, deep dive, but it was interesting in a way. I still think rubber dub dub three men in the tub is extremely homophobic. Um, just leave them alone. You have to turn them out one two three. They're not knaves. Just having fun. Bloody good 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 clean fun in the bathtub. Thank you very much. The Candlestick Man. Well, I thank you for persevering uh, with the potty. I hope you, st- I hope you still enjoy. And do send me messages. I love it. I bloody love a messagey. I love it. It makes me feel good. Uh, it makes me bloody get excited because I'm like, oh, there's one in there. And if it does take me a while to get back to you, don't worry. I will get back to you eventually. I'm just, you know, I can be slack sometimes. Um, so don't be afraid. Send me a message. I haven't got, you know, I haven't got great life advice, but. If you've got any questions out there, we're all battling, you know, it's just, it's life, we're getting on with it, there's hard shit that happens in front of us, you, you know, like, we, like we've learned this week, you know, the, the no vote, all that shit, oh, dear Cal, um, war, what the fuck, um, gastro, sheesh, yeah, sometimes things get tough, guys, but we want to get through it, do you know what I realised last night, I, got, I realised Luna's not seen Billy Elliot, I've got that to look forward to, so that's a, that's a fun thing. I'm going to watch bloody Billy Elliot on the weekend with my little idiot. I'm going to have little snuggles. I'm going to make some yummy... I'm going to make make artichokes on the weekend. I've been craving food. My God, I can't eat, but I'm craving. 
really wanted the BLT. I really, I had such a fevered need for a BLT. Really wanted a BLT, wanted to eat at me, yeah, yeah, BLT, yeah, BLT. Not with an egg and not with avocado, just a BLT with lettuce and tomato, crispy fried bacon made in the oven, yeah. Never, um, never in a frying pan, it just splatters too much. Yeah, always, it just, it just completely splatters everywhere and you get bloody, uh, you get, ooh, ah, ee, ee, uh, sizzle nips, sizzle nips, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. you're frying bacon with no shirt on, then you get sizzle nips, sizzle nips, ouch, ah, splatter, split, splat, split, 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 sizzle nips, oh no, the bacon's exploding, oh shit, the t-shirt's off, sizzle nips, sizzle nips, oh shit, oh no, bacon, sizzle nips, Always put it in an oven, my friend, on the lower shelf, on a low, I mean, on a medium-high temperature. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle nips. It's not over yet. This drum is going nuts. Yeah, and good, and good quality mayonnaise. Sizzle nips. Jesus, that was awful. But it was good. It was good. <laughs> All right, love you lots. Have a great week. Bye.